We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man Andreas Hale from Blue Wire Studios in the Wynn, Las Vegas. Nice to be back in studio. Feels great. Tons of people in the hallway. A very enthusiastic young man who knows every Fortnite dance in existence right out here watching the show. So that is really cool. Today, it's all about pro wrestling. Damn near all about AEW. And it wouldn't be right if we didn't have producer Cole, baby. We don't even have time to miss him. No, not at all. Like, as soon as he goes, it's like I gave him a hug when he left. It's like, <laughs> oh, man, I hope to see you around. And it's back-to-back days. I yeah, see we you. see him all the time. You guys get three shows where Cole's, Cole has been involved. He doesn't leave. Yeah, You know, you know, it's Corner Club for life. That's what it's all about. I go through a table. It doesn't matter. I leave the state. It doesn't matter. I'm still Yo, here. You know what's next, Cole? Cole came back. You, Cole, know what's, you know what's next for Cole? Next? We got to throw him off the roof like the Money in the Bank ladder. Has to. Like Ray Mysterio. <laughs> yeah. We got a Ray Mysterio oh, ass. Ray Mysterio? Yo, yeah. He came I gotta back. I got to take Ray Mysterio bumps, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He came back like AJ Styles with no explanation. Nothing. We put him through a table. He's still our friend. Someone mugged him <laughs> in the top of the parking garage. And then next thing you know, he just comes back, not a scratch on. No, nah, he's still our friend, too. That's it. It's not even, yeah, AJ, not even repackaged. I just, I just get pushed into the grave. I get buried. And then, like, a few weeks later, I'm just like, hey, I just I just dug out of that, that dirt. <laughs> and I just got out there. And, and you know, I'm just still putting in work. Like, nothing happened. Yep. No harm, no foul. Taker. <laughs> Old man Taker. I missed that match. That's probably the best match of that, like, entire run of the like quarantine random ass oh, PC run. Yeah. It's definitely the funnest match. Like Taker just popping up behind AJ Styles will never not be fucking phenomenal. It was a fun match. It was good stuff. Yeah. Never get C- shit like Cena, that. Cena, Cena, Cena and uh and Bray in that in that WrestleMania also was Yeah. That just was fun. Bizarre. Some, some <laughs> bizarro. Some people hated it. I enjoyed it. What? Yeah, I saw oh, people was like, great. I hate it. I was like, it's theatrics, man. Those are the impact. As, as Puppet Vince said. That's, That's some good, good shit. <laughs> hey, like, you know, we're going to talk about Raw and SmackDown and yep. everything else. We're not spending a whole lot of time because it's all about AEW this week. But uh, we got to be getting closer to the return of Bray Wyatt. If Bray returns, can the Vince puppet still be around? Of course it can. Well, 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, no, exactly. actually, no, you can't. Because unless you're going to go real like meta and have them like raping people and stuff, yeah, you like, can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> so we have now also gotten rid of the Vince puppet along yeah. with the real Vince. Yeah, anything that has to do with Vince McMahon, like paying off women, like we can't, we can't have a firefly fun house that turns into a whorehouse. No, I mean, it instantly There's becomes the scariest puppet yeah. in that house. Yeah, there's nothing fun about the Firefly. All right, no Vince. (laughs) No Vince puppet when Bray Wyatt returns. Um, No, but yeah, we have to begin close to that. Like, that's... You remember what my argument was? My argument was, it's going to be hard for Bray to go somewhere else because you need the production value to make his visions come to life. WWE will always have that production value. And now that Vince isn't going to mess up his ideas anymore, he should come back. Yeah, just let him run with it. Yeah. The key is, is like now... We, we get to the same point they were at, and I guess we'll touch on this for a quick second before we jump over, where they were at a couple years ago where shit's going to get real crowded again. Yeah. And it's just like, as long as you keep people, I guess, active and happy, their, their best thing is that Vince had the bar in hell. So the bar of happiness is very easy to achieve for most of this talent just because they're like, all right, I get to wrestle once a month on Raw. Cool, because yeah. they were doing nothing. It's it, yo, it's it's weird. Um, those like a lot of Twitter yesterday. AEW was like, "Hey, what what happens when guys see what's going on in WWE or like the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega gonna reconsider their position with AEW because Triple H? No, what was wrong with you people? The only way people like that go over is if AEW completely folds and collapses. Right, like I don't understand that people act like AEW is trash now because WWE had a few good weeks. Why can't you just enjoy both? I don't mean to shit on Impact, but it's not Impact. No, it, like, it's like, nobody can see it. That's the problem with Impact. Yeah, yeah. I like Impact, but I, like I can see it. But it's not, it's not even on the Impact levels of stuff. Like, it's hard to even... Impact doesn't even hit, like, ratings charts because you can't find it anywhere. Right. So it's like, they still have great production value. Tony Khan still has a buttload of money. It'll be all right. And the shows are good. Like, what, what are y'all... What's wrong with y'all? They should want to go to WWE. Why? Like, what if everybody that Jordan ran through in the playoffs just ended up playing with Jordan? That's not fun. Then they'd be LeBron. Well, they'd be Kevin Durant. (laughs) They'd be Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, can't beat him, join him. That was the epitome (laughs) of Kevin Durant. But no, like... My next chapter. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, With with that and AEW's concerned, it's just one of those things. People are complaining for the people uh, lower... Maybe they they came in at first because it was built like like in India at first, right? Yeah. It seemed like a promising place for all these people. But when you get the influx of former WWE talent, people who have name value, people who are just used to performing on television every week, it's hard to tell them that, yo, you're going to be equal or sharing time on a roster or in the same slot as other people who are learning this aspect of the business. So naturally, those guys had a higher position straight out the gate, right? Like they got in and then it was like, whoop, all right, right to the mid card. All right, right to the top of the card. And now it's like, well, you're pushing all the WWE people, which I mean, isn't necessarily untrue. So it's it's the elite and WWE talent. And then you have your core four youngsters, probably. I mean, there's more than core four now, which we'll talk about. Yeah, so it's like at that point, you want the people under that to go to WWE? Because they're going to get buried there too, by the way. I mean... Unless NXT changes back to what it was, 
they're getting buried on the main roster. Right, and they're not getting paid as much. I think I, w- I want people to recognize that it's not like Kenny Omega's not getting paid and the Young Bucks aren't getting paid. Yeah, the top of the card will be fine. Those two companies will just transfer top card talent right. for like the next decade, I think. I, 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 just, I just see the, the arguments on social media. I'm like, why do y'all keep, continue to do this? Like, why can't you just enjoy what you're watching on TV? I don't see. So Yankees, right? Yep. So let's say the Yankees have find out that Soto, Tati, all these players become available. Do you not go after any of them? Like, that's what they, people are expecting AEW to do. Hey, don't go after those guys. Just let them be unemployed. But they're like some of the best talents we've ever seen. Like if Kevin Owens were to ever hit the market, is AEW supposed to go, no, 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 we're not going to get Kevin Owens. To be fair, he hit the market. Right. Well, he didn't. He, 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 they, he renewed before he hit the market. Okay. It was damn close. <laughs> but if, if anybody gets out there, if somebody gets released, like if the Padres were to release Tatis, the Yankees would be like, thank you. Because yep. that's what WWE did. It wasn't a trade. It was a release. Hey, Daniel Bryan got released. Now he's Brian Danielson. Yeah, we'll take that guy. And then, what about, and then every, like the, the talent that's new is, is, yeah, they might be unhappy because their spots are getting taken. Yeah. But, dude, come on. You're a Yankees fan. You've seen the guys that you guys have picked up. You think Aaron Hicks ain't going to move the fuck out the way for Juan Soto? <laughs> yeah. Like, don't have to. Like, I'm trying to win. Yeah. I ain't trying to make all you happy. Be having players, players only meetings in the dugout. Right. right? But we, we got to oh do my what God. we got to do. <laughs> Can we talk about that real quick? All right. So, obviously, you know, we're coming off of the, the promo with Punk and Hank, uh, Punk Hank and Moxley. They, they booked this match. Now we've heard all about this meeting and people are like, oh, my God, things are bad. They've had a, a talent meeting. Yes. You think WWE hasn't had a talent meeting before? Probably weekly. Like, you think, how about this? For those of you that are just, defi- like, everything's not peaches and cream at AEW. Duh. It's a workplace. Not everybody's going to be happy. I can guarantee you that half of that roster is not happy. Yeah. They want to be in a better spot. But I would argue over that yeah. unhappy in WWE. Right. Right. So it's like to have a meeting, that, that's ridiculous for people to be surprised. Oh, my God. Things are going down. No, they're not. They're having a meeting to fix shit. Like, yes, everybody's not going to get along. Things are going to happen. Like Thunder Rosa's now hurt, which we'll talk about, or whatever's going on with her, and this, this Moxie Punk hangman thing that's going on, and Tony Khan's in a tough spot. He's trying to book all this stuff. But doesn't mean the ship is sinking. For those of you who sit there and are critical of AEW right now, shall I remind you that Sasha Banks and, and uh, Naomi walked on live television? Does it get any worse than that? They still ain't here. They're still not back. And, <laughs> and then some of y'all still out there was like, well, fuck them then. No, because if they come back, you're going to pop. Very few and far between. But, but let's yes, be honest. It can't, people. How much worse can it get when people are saying, oh, AEW's in trouble? You just had your women's tag team champions Walk off on live television. Problems happen. Fix it. That's it. But stop saying the ship is sinking. Quit being stupid. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, what's sinking? It's right? a, it, yeah, it's a case of like, like, sh- like when you have a company, shit happens, and like you've got to keep figuring out how to improve it. Plus, by the way, WWE was busy having like three or four town only meetings and and town meetings with Vince. Trying to be like, oh, Vince is going to be here forever. Vince is here. We're all good. The next thing you know, oh, Vince is gone. So like the idea that like turmoil doesn't exist in the WWE magically after a month, it's just like there's a lot of like the, the, the tribalism stands will just like it's like a quarterback that threw an interception, man. It's short memory. It's gone. 
Like, yep. oh, it's gone. And I've completely forgotten that all this stuff has happened. It's like, like WWE is in a better spot because of the of their ability to kind of go like rally through this turmoil and the fact that Vince is gone. So, you know, ultimately there were a lot of things happening with AEW, a lot of moving parts, CM Punk kind of being injected into this stage kind of pre-pay-per-view, which was unexpected. And then him going off script is unexpected. You know, you've got uh, the news coming out with, uh, with Eddie Kingston and Sammy Guevara getting into it. So, you know, which by the way, Twitter's hilarious because they're all just like, Eddie can do no wrong. Eddie's no. the best. Yeah, <laughs> like, whatever Eddie was pissed about, whatever back. Eddie was pissed about, he was probably right. Um, but like at the end of the day, like th- this is like this is the shit that happens, and it's it's a comparison that's so kind of unfair because AEW's bar right now is so high that when they don't hit it, it's like oh well, like now they're trash. And WWE's bar was at the Earth's core; it legit couldn't be worse. I mean, anytime we were going to talk WWE on this show, we were like. All right. Like, are we that excited about it? No. Does the booking really matter? No. Like, there wasn't creative structure there. And now it's getting to a point where there is a creative structure. And yep. and that's something to be happy about as a wrestling fan. Right now, with these two companies and competition is great for any any kind of uh, you know, uh any arena, right? Competition is is great because it makes people it pushes each other and they want to get better. So Wrestling right now could not be in a better spot if you're a fan. Monday nights, Wednesday nights, and even Friday nights now as SmackDown is starting to trying to figure itself out. Right now, Raw is definitely just kicking ass right now. But um it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. And Impact too. Like there's there's like three three pay-per-views next weekend. Impact's doing something in Texas this weekend. It's it's crazy. Impact people just quiet, just happy, <laughs> just chilling for right now. Impact, a good time. <laughs> all Impact want, people, fans want is a better television deal. That's it. Because if you put that product on television, it'll look a lot better. I know the challenge with Impact, though, is like they still don't have like the fan integration, the AEW. Like, those are rabid fans yeah. that go to AEW and WWE shows, and Impact doesn't have that. But other than that, they put on like really good shows. <laughs> pay- pay-per-views always hit. Like they they're straight down to be a pro wrestling. I I don't know. I just don't get it. Like I sit there and I watch wrestling and I'm enjoying wrestling and I'm enjoying both shows. And then people want to shit on one or the other. Even AEW fans, they do the same thing. Ah, well, dude, look, Raw's hitting. Yeah. Like ah, Johnny Gargano. Why would he go back? Because there's room for him to be there. That's one of Hunter's guys. Hunter sees Gargano, talks to Gargano. Hey, you done with that baby? Come to work. <laughs> All right, cool. And I mean, I don't understand. If people are happy and they're getting paid, that's what I want to see. But I want to see people happy. But not everybody's going to be happy. So get over no, it. No, that's, that's the nature of the game. But when you look at, and you ask like tribalism, like why, right? Because honestly, some people can't enjoy things without that. Some people can't enjoy a sport unless they're a fan of a team and they're a fanatic one way or another. Like, I would enjoy baseball even if I wasn't a Yankees fan. Right. I am. So, yes, it does hit. And I got to talk shit to Cole every time because he's a Red Sox fan. And we just got to go to war over these things. But if I wasn't, like, I'm not a fan of any NBA team. I can enjoy the NBA playoffs. I can enjoy the season. I don't have to be crazed over something. Some pro wrestling fans can't. can't, it's It's like Marvel versus DC people. Yeah. And it's like. Look, man, 
Suicide Squad was good. The news. Cool. The bar was in hell for DC as well. It, it, yes, it is. <laughs> but I can say, hey, that movie was good. Yeah. So go back and be like, well, Avengers. And I can say, oh, the first two Thor movies were trash. Yes. Right? Like, I can say that, but I enjoy them both. But there's some Marvel people's like, Mar- we've never had a bad movie. We? <laughs> like, we? Y'all ain't getting paid. Relax. <laughs> Y'all ain't getting paid by WWE? Pipe down. Y'all not getting paid by Tony Khan. Stop so it. My checks say Disney. I'm not even saying we. <laughs> like, that's, there ain't so, no we. Yeah, there ain't, ain't no we around here. But yeah, people, again, they get really caught up in, in the wave. And some people get really lost in the sauce. And it's just like, bro, you getting a job from them or something? Like, they paying you under the table? Do you know something I don't know? Yo, you know one of Some the, people are invested. I saw a post. What was it? Yes. Whatever was the anniversary of Bianca Blair getting squashed by Becky. Yes. Yeah, the other day. And then there were people like, yeah, long-term booking, huh? Yeah, this was always in the plan. We had Bianca right here in the studio. Yes, we did. That was not planned. Not at all. There was no long-term booking with that. Bianca just got squashed. Yep. And that was it. She had to work herself back up. And I just, and it was like, see, you guys should apologize. For what? I walk. I would walk out of SummerSlam again if that would have happened. <laughs> like, what is wrong with y'all? Like, it was trash. It was not long-term booking because that's not what the WWE did. No, they had no plans to let her get her revenge in her moment. Not at all. There was a lot of moving parts with that. But yet and still, I see people... Like, people were in my mentions. Remember when you said this? Now she's champ again. Yes, because Bianca is an undeniable star. It was damn near about to be Becky versus Ronda at Mania besides... You know, some last minute changes uh, to that. <laughs> so, Look, man, I mean, I'm just, I, I, I call it as I see it. And I'm just saying, like, y'all got to calm the fuck down and just enjoy pro wrestling. Like, why is it so difficult for you? I don't get it. It ain't. Also, as- stop acting like you know what you know. Yeah. Because you don't. Like, oh, unless your name is Sean like Ross Sapp. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know what the hell is going idea, on. In there. And, and, and the idea that, like, again, it was a constant trend and, like, the stories were out there of how Vince was booking things. Like there was a case of the morning of the pay-per-view. He could, it it depended on how he woke up and how he was feeling. This is so well documented that like to assume that they knew how to like put things together in the past, uh, in the past few years is just, it's a stupid take. It's wrong. So, yeah, people going like, you know, now now it's cool to jump back on the WWE bandwagon and the stands are all super happy. And, you know, again, it's it's great that the programming is great, but like, get out of here. Like it was it was good, like three or four months ago. I'm sorry. It wasn't. Let's, yeah, let's yeah. stop. You pretending can't say AEW shitty, even if no. you are happy about the WWE product being better because it is. You can't objectively say AEW is bad. No, but they do. But. Here's my little analogy, and then we can talk about AEW. WWE fans right now are like Knicks fans were at the beginning of the season. Bing bong. Don't you want to play for the Knicks? Don't you want to play for the Knicks? No, they don't want to play for the Knicks. The Knicks became the Knicks all over again. After a great year that was the previous year, people had to remember they overachieved. You got to remember who they are. You got to remember who's the GM, which was Dolan. It was like, like Vince. It was James Dolan. He's still there. And then the net, the following season, like this past season, the Knicks were trash. Horrible. It went horribly wrong. After. But they were so excited. They won the first game of the season. And they lost their minds. Like, <laughs> make the playoffs, guys. 
do you you think WWE fans are happy now that Vince is gone and shit is changing? Let there be a day that Dolan sells that team and they get a new competent well, owner. I will celebrate with them. Fam, it's going to be crazy. Knicks they fans don't got to win any games. Knicks fans are arguably the worst fans in sports. <laughs> Knicks and Cowboys fans. No, Cowboys fans, they're two different. Two different types. They are. I'm not going to. Cowboys fans are delusional. Knicks fans are delusional. And cocky about it. Well. Knicks fans are hopefully optimistic. Like, woefully optimistic. Some are. They get like a tinge of light at the end of the tunnel. Oh, my God. And they get so happy. If any free agent signs with them, they're like, (laughs) oh, my God. I'm so glad they're ready for New York. They didn't. Oh, they're ready to play in the Mecca. They 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 hate anyone who doesn't sign. Yep. Because they can't take the pressure. That's that's different. That's just because they're they're there's love in their heart. Cowboys fans? Nah, Cowboys fans. It's just nothing but like, oh, we're the best team. We're America's team. Yeah. It's, what? I mean what look, you do? Look, 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 look. This this is the Knicks fans are like WWE fans. Here's a perfect example. All these free agents hit the market, right? In both pro wrestling. Yes. Do y'all remember the year that they they thought about, they were going to draft Zion? Yeah, and get Kevin Durant. Uh-huh. Do you remember the meme that somebody posted up and they had like Godzilla yep. playing power forward? <laughs> like Nick's like we're getting everybody, and they got nobody. nobody. <laughs> they didn't get a single person. That lottery crushed them, and that's all Look, they do. RJ Barrett looks pretty good. No, he, but he is. But it was like <laughs> when 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 that happened, and one of my really good friends is a Knicks fan. And he was like, well, that's all right. Zion's not going to be that great either. You know, we're going to end up with RJ. And I was like, don't y'all want John Morant? John Morant's not going to be that good. I was like, y'all need to stop. Now look. Now his, his son's favorite player is John Morant. And I'm like, why do y'all, why did Knicks fans do this? Yeah. If you were. I mean, they should have took. I mean, they would have taken John Morant if he was there. Right. Well. But the, 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 the whole point I'm trying to make is it's not for all Knicks fans. There's Knicks fans listening to this podcast right now. I was like, fuck you, Andreas. But <laughs> the reality is, is that some of y'all, like, even when I watch Stephen A. Smith on first take, he's at the point now, he's like, he's fed up. Yeah. Some Knicks fans are truly fed up. And I applaud them for being fed up and being vocal about it. But for the Knicks fans who go in there, it was like, Jalen Brunch is going to take us to the playoffs. I'm like, man, what, what is wrong with y'all? Slow down. No Cowboys fans are fed up. No, they, they'll never be fed up. Ever. Even though Skip Bayless has become, it, like, jaded. <laughs> you listen to him every year, and then, like, this year, he's just like, ah. Like, because after last year's Dak Prescott collapse, he's like, ah. But just lost their left tackle today. Yeah, you can't but, catch a break. But this that's WWE fans. America's team. America's promotion. I'm I'm going to I'm going to go on Twitter. Anytime WWE stands go after me now, I'm just going to uh send them bing bong and just send them Knicks videos. I think I that's the only the proper response. Just want to play for the Knicks. No. No, nobody wants to play for the Knicks. Anyway. That, that video that video's classic. They're gonna play it that is. 50 years from it's, now. It's a great video. When the Knicks make their first playoff run. <laughs> We need we need years. the uh, we need the Ron the Ron Howard Arrested Development voiceover because that <laughs> night was the night they beat the Celtics. Yes, the team they beat oh. ended up going to the finals. Yes. Meanwhile, damn that hurts. <laughs> that was <laughs> overtime game too, right? They beat them in overtime. It was an overtime. Yeah, yeah. That, that hurts even more. <laughs> you see, how they, see how it ended up. Like I said, Cole Cole's never letting them live never that let it down. go. Every, every playoff win. For the Celtics, he's probably just playing that video. I don't. I don't. I don't punch down at the Knicks. It's okay. Oh. It's no, just punch across at Lakers fans and such. It's all <laughs> right, Cole. I see, I see how you're doing it. All right. Let's talk about AEW then. Because this past week, we have Dynamite. We have the pay-per-view coming up. 
but on Dynamite, opens up with a promo. So off bat, I'm like, yo, there's a lot of matches on this card. I kind of expected Punk and Moxley to be the open. See, I didn't. I didn't expect it to open. I expected it to close. And we were both wrong. Yeah. I mean, they love like super hot openers. That's like I know. Um, but it opens up with a promo. Really, I mean, it's cool. Then we go on and it well, we have the women's match or no Thunder Rosa announcement. That belt is now vacant. People immediately were crushing Thunder Rosa because she didn't do that announcement in the ring. I don't I mean, what's the difference? Because they needed something to crush. <laughs> like, is that really a thing, though? It is. But really I, think, about I think this? it was more the fact that, like, they did like a just a backstage segment for her, in instead of like her going into the ring and like giving a whole speech and stuff like that. There's a, I mean, there's there's long been the AEW women's division. They're only getting one match on Dynamite and and Rampage oh, a piece. Like it, it's. Their, their their women's division and how it's booked. There there's a legit criticism there, yeah. uh, and and a legit critique. They have not been able to figure out how to cultivate stories for their women's division and have them going from week to week. Yes, they have the workers to put on great matches, but there definitely is a sense that when you're watching AEW programming, they kind of take a backseat, which is different from. I mean, WWE has. Yeah, has a much better reputation and a much better women's division. That's oh, just that's just straight up a fact right now. So there's I'm, a lot of work that needs to be done there, and I think that's that's kind of where the criticism comes from. When was the last time Jade wasn't on TV? I mean, she was on TV this week, Friday. Uh, she was on TV Friday. No, I'm I'm not talking about just Wednesday or Friday. She's been on every week. She shows up. She doesn't for, work every week. Long, no, I, I but think, she cuts a promo or she got the baddies. Like, yeah, I mean, but even that, like. If we're going to be critical about the women's division, we could talk about it as an entirety. Thunder Rosa has been a good champion, right? Not a great champion. Yeah. All signs that were indicating that Tony Storm was about to be that champion. Looks like it. Right? But to Cole's point, you get like that one match and there's not like a great deal of storytelling. So it feels like it's still a bit under service. Like women will come and go from week to week. Some will show up. Some will disappear. There's not a lot of cohesiveness in the storytelling. The biggest story has been Thunderstorm. Britt Baker always finds herself back in the main event somehow. Always. And then there's like... MD. Which is great, but at the same time, it's like, when are you, when are you and Jamie Hayter going to split? Like, there's, there's not enough storytelling happening in the women's division. There's been some good matches, but it's like, she does pops up, and now she's in that four-way for the interim title. She has done nothing. Calling things interim titles bothers me. It's okay to just relinquish the belt sometimes. I mean, look. Depending on how long you're out, I guess. But like, That's the issue, right? Like, I wish when they introduced the interim title, they introduced the rules as to why an interim title exists. CM Punk's going to be gone for 90 days. This is why we're introducing an interim title. When CM Punk gets back, he's the first person to challenge to unify those titles. If you establish something, then people understand why it's happening. But if, if Thunder Rosa is not going to be gone for longer than three weeks, I don't know why we need to do this at all. Or if, she, on the other hand, she's gone for six months. You have to do it, but you have to set some parameters for that, of why, I just why want, it's happening. Just have her relinquish the belt and have someone else be champion. But whatever it, I mean, look, it's just like in boxing or in MMA, if, if somebody's 
hurt and can't defend their title, they introduce an interim title, right? It happens. It's not a, UFC just got crazy. We, we hate it in every other sport as well. Like, to be fair, we yeah. hate it in the UFC. I mean, you got to, they want to have a, a title on television. I get it. I just wish that you would explain it so when people turn to it, they're like, why are these women fighting for a title that's not theirs, right? Or why is, Punk was gone for what, three months? Yeah. Yeah, so it made sense, but they never explained it. So there were people like on Twitter saying, why are there two titles? And nobody understood. But you have to explain things for people to understand it. So there, there is some criticism with that women's division. Now that Thunder Rosa is out, it's like, all right, where, where are we going with this? I mean, we're, we're, we'll predict the four-way next week, but it was. We won't. Got to talk about it now if you want to give a prediction. We won't have a show before uh, we record next week. No, That'll be all Wednesday. I thought the interim is all out. No, 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 no. The, it's, yeah, it's at all out. It's at all oh, out. Yeah. Okay. So we can say. Yeah, we got time. And then um, Jericho, Brian Danielson, fighting over the custody of Daniel <laughs> Garcia. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the real pappy? Uh, listen. <laughs> I need this. The so, custody, the custody papers on the ladder? Come so on. look, look, look. Daniel Garcia on a pole match. Oh, my God. <laughs> For me, this will be very frustrating if it doesn't go the way that I think it's going to go. Now we have the Lionheart Chris Jericho against the American Dragon Brian Danielson at All Out. So I'm kind of excited for it. Sure. Because Lionheart Chris Jericho is really great in the Moxie match. I think they can have a really good match. But if it doesn't lead to Daniel Garcia siding back with Chris Jericho, I don't want it. It's not going to. I don't want him to be a babyface. I think the best way to put really good heat on Daniel Garcia is to have him fuck over Danielson in that match. Like he like has that. to. I don't want him to be a babyface. You because, want him to be a sports entertainer? Yes. I think that for most wrestlers, most, I would say 70% of wrestlers, there's more juice in being a heel than there is a babyface. Yeah. And he really just got his legs under him as a heel and has really cut great promos to have him just, me and Danielson, a friend. I don't want that. I don't want it at all. Stay far away from I want him to be like, I'm so confused. I'm so confused. And at all out, fuck Danielson up. Make them like bleed, it. split them open, whatever you got to do. You know, Don't, turn that man baby Don't turn the baby face. Yeah, Moxley believes every weekend. <laughs> every single one. Next time we see Renee, I'm going to be like, Renee, how much blood has that man lost? Oh, I, I texted Renee last <laughs> night. I texted Renee last night when we were talking. We were sharing pictures of our kids. But I was like, uh, she had sent me a, a video of, uh, they got Nora this, this, this slide. And it's her and John are like pushing Nora down the slide. I was like, oh, he's not bleeding. <laughs> she's, like, she's like y'all know it surprised me too <laughs> I just picture Boxy at home just getting color yeah just like no oh, reason. why are you bleeding on the babies <laughs> just for no reason oh man that's that's hilarious yeah so we have that match set up um, we have a tag match I'm trying to save obviously the coup de gras well all the Boxy listeners are like towards like, the get end. to the shit like, no so we have a tag match between the acclaimed or, I mean, the acclaimed and daddy ass. Um, wasn't even. It was just a one-on-one, right? Because it was the older it was, Colton. Yeah, it was, Colton it was Bill, Billy and Colton. Yeah. yeah, daddy ass versus Colton ass. Whatever. In the match. Yeah. We did get a scissor me daddy ass moment. Still super over. God bless. <laughs> Still super yeah. over. And fast forward through the end of this match. Cool Colton wins as he should. They get some heat. Stoke comes out, 
Give us a card. Yeah, I don't know what they're creating. I don't. None of those people can, make any sense. Can I say this? I don't know what. Like, I love Stokely. Yeah. I think he's incredible. But there, until somebody explains to me why he's giving, like, Moriarty, I get it. Not because he's black. <laughs> but I get it. Because Moriarty needs that right Yes. Now. But the gun club? All ego? If there's one person who doesn't need a manager. No, like all ego Ethan Page needs to set on his own and just go wild on people. Like yes. I don't need him. He doesn't need him. He never needed a mouthpiece. No. He's really good. Moriarty, I get. I'm not sure anyone has been misused in AEW more than Ethan Page. He left as the man <laughs> no, in no, no, Impact no. and in the North and then left and watched his tag team partner get shot to the moon. Yeah. No, there's, 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 there's a tag team. LAX. Oh shit! They're not even together anymore. No, yeah. Santana's gone. Yeah, they just, like they, they it was so they bad. Blew it broke it. up. They yes. blew it with LAX. Completely blew it. Don't blow it with all ego, Ethan Page. But it was close. Yeah. Anyway, this this match. So yeah. we have that match, but then for no reason, Swerving Our Glory comes out because they have nothing to do. <laughs> just do a run in. Shake, shake the claims hands. I understand they're wrestling each other at the pay per view, but I don't, I don't get it. I mean, oh, this. I, I kind of want them to turn heel. Well, Swerve, I understand they're super over. And yeah. Keith leaves a, the epitome of a baby face. But Swerve, shit. Swerve, I think he turned heel on uh, Christopher Daniels at an indie show too. So it's like, there's something there. And there's something there to Swerve being a heel. My problem with this is I feel like, and Cole, I want you to jump in on this as well. I feel like you're doing something and you're building shit. And then you look and then you forget there's a piece over there. It's a tag team champion. like, oh, shit. We got to put them somewhere. <laughs> they claimed they're hot. Let's make a, a tag match. And, and Swerving Our Glory hasn't really been on TV. Like, they, they, did, they did Rampage, right? They did yep. They defended did the tag titles there. So you got to throw them in this match. But it's like, for a lot of people, it was like, you, you had a lot of time to build something with them. And this is where I am critical of Rampage because these are where you should build these stories and they're not doing it. Yeah. We're getting way too much trust busters <laughs> Not enough for everybody else. A ton of trust busters. Cole, what do you think? Yeah, I think uh, as, in speaking of the run-in, like the, they didn't need any of that. The story kind of speaks for itself. Like I think when the acclaimed beat the Gun Club in uh, when they put him in the in in the trash can, yep, that was enough. Like they became number one contenders because obviously, like the 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 tricky part with. Uh, with with swerving our glory right now is they're the champions of AEW, but like we also know who the crowd is absolutely going crazy for in the tag team division right now. It's FTR, FTR, and they've got all the other belts. So how, how shitty? Real quick, Cole, does that make your tag team champions look when another tag team comes out with six belts? I mean, okay, that's where it's problematic having. Belts for multiple promotions. They might have eight. I think they're wrestling for the Impact ones here shortly. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think this weekend, I think FTR is going for the Impact titles. So they could come out with eight next Wednesday. And you'd be like, oh, thank you, guys. And you have them lead your show. And they're standing next to Kenny Omega. And they're doing all these things. You'd be like, oh, yeah, by the way, these other these random other guys just have two belts. Well, they're well, I'll say this. I think it's wise to keep. Swerve and Keith Lee away from FTR right now. Yeah, because they got to lose once they meet them. I mean, yeah, or you have to really build that match, right? Like, you got to, you have to get us to that point where we really want to see that match. I'm fine with FTR having all these belts, 
if you tell us why they're not challenging for the AEW tag titles. Again, you have to explain shit to people. If a team has all the other belts but one, and, and it's not, your belt. Like, you can say, oh, they're, they, they're in this six-man tag with Wardlow. Now the TNT title's not being defended. Whatever. I think the match will be fun with Jay Lethal and Motor City Machine Guns. Keep your Motor City Machine Guns hot take to yourself. <laughs> hey, we've got enough time. For we don't have enough time today. <laughs> I'm fine with that. But if you made it like a blood feud or a feud where FTR was like, nah, we got to take care of business first, then people are like, all right, cool. Right now, there's no reason why FTRs are challenging for these titles. It no, no reason at all. There's no reason why they're wrestling the Motor City Machine Guns. Like, there's no rhyme or reason to any of that. Again. They're not in the trios picture. You have Rampage. Tell me a story on Rampage. Tell me why. After Dax and Cash cut a promo and explain, we want those AEW tag titles. We got some business to take care of first. Then people will go, all right, fine. Now I get it. But right now, I don't get it. And I love the acclaim, but the acclaim never even really talked about tag title aspirations. No. It like, just goes off of the rankings, which I get. They're like, which is cool, but, it, but come on, guys. Like, this is this is this is my problem with Dynamite this week. It was like there was cool things, but it's like you are a week away from a big pay-per-view. Make me want to watch it with yeah. storytelling. The wrestling's there. You got that. The hap has a storytelling, not so much. Yeah, they're getting a little lost in the sauce. So I mean, tag team title picture. Then we have Ricky Starks. Emotional promo. Hey, man. About Powerhouse Hobbs. Love some Ricky Starks now. Come on. This man's acting chops are top notch. Um, he has to lose. I mean, I know we're not making our predictions for the pay-per-view yet, but he got to lose. And he's in that rock trajectory right now where he can yeah. lose and it won't matter. No, he got to lose because he got to make me care even more. Yeah. Like, he's, he's on that, that perfect run where he should lose to all the big-ass guys in the company. Like, any big dude in the company should beat Ricky Starks. And then he should then just get shot to the moon. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, we're not predicting, but Powerhouse Hops should beat him and then enter a program with Warlow. Yes. But. <laughs> Big meaty men bumping meat. AW had four pillars, right? Darby Allen, MJF, Sammy Guevara, Jungle Boy. Yep. Ricky Starks is a mountain. Yeah. Like, he's as great as those four are, which is. The Jungle Boy stuff has been weird lately. Jungle Boy stuff is very weird with Christian Cage. It's like it's dragged on too much. Sammy Guevara is kind of weird now. Well, Sammy's because of the, the Eddie Kingston thing. <laughs> it's kept him out in the cold. Sure. But I mean, even before then, the stuff with him and Conti and all this stuff. Well, it sucks. Yeah. we're. <laughs> I don't know. Those pillars might have to shift a little bit well, because like. I'm just saying Ricky changes. Starks is. Ricky Starks. Like we haven't seen Darby in a while. Brody King beat the shit out of him like every week and put him on the shelf again, apparently. Sting hasn't been on TV for a while. But Ricky Starks is a guy who didn't come in as a pillar. Yeah. He came in as a guy and he's, he's made everybody fall in love with him. And yeah, he should lose the powerhouse house. But every time you put the mic in that man's hand, I just keep going like, yo, how much time before he's a champ? Where's Hook? I mean, Hook beat Starks and he'll do something. He'll, he mowed down that reality guy on Rampage last week. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, which is he has, fine. He's the FTW, FTW belt, which is kind of just like placeholder, and then we'll put you in some matches that have some quote-unquote stakes. Yeah. I think, uh, but I think as far as Ricky Starks goes, the trajectory that he's got going right now, especially with the promos that he's cutting, is like a weird, like, quasi-parallel universe Shawn Michaels kind of thing going on here, where 
He's just like, he's kind like he has the arrogance, but he has this quality that I, I don't know if Sean really had in, especially in the early days when Sean nobody like Sean. <laughs> Exactly. Erroneous. So, he was endearing leading up to that Bret Hart WrestleMania get match. Get the fuck but, out of here. He was the baby face but, against Bret Hart in training, and he was going home. His anyway, trainer anyways, was there. It's the, stop, fact that, it's the fact that Michaels can, or um, it's the fact that Starks it, can have a match with Powerhouse Hobbs, and like you said, he's kind of like, he losing this match probably benefits him more. Like, have those matches where you just keep going like, man, like these people are screwing me over. Is this sucks? Like, and like my neck was was hurting. Oh god, they'll play off that during the match. And then they just have an absolute banger and he comes so close, but he can't quite get it done. There's a there's a there's a really good trajectory here for Ricky Starks. Cause just hey. every time we've seen him and we watched him, I mean, and 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 Dre, we we say it all the time. Literally, he he hits the screen. We're just god damn it. Like yeah. that's all I want to watch is just Ricky Starks. Like he's just so magnetic and so good. He's on when that Sami Zayn pace. Like an NXT Sami nah, Zayn. No, he's past that. Oh, when Sami was mm-hmm. losing to what? Uh, I mean, Cesaro what and Neville. He, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, no, no, no. That's I great. I forgot his name in NXT. Star- Star- Starks, Starks is on a, like a completely different level. Like there's two guys, Starks and Daniel Garcia, who I don't think AEW planned to be as good as they have been. Like those two, Willa Yuta as well. Willa Yuta went from a guy that was like, who's this guy? And now he's like incredible. But those two... It'll be interesting to see who shakes out his main event guys. It's Ricky Starks. Like, it's, I don't think it's, it's, there's any question I, that I Starks is so. a guy. I think he's a main event. But again, maybe, maybe not. Like, Because you're going to have different influx of talent, other guys coming in from bigger promotions or free agents. Like, how does he play against the Malachi Black? How does he play against someone like, I don't know, like Miro? Like... Does he look the part of a main event guy yet? And I'm not trying to be like vinced out, right? Like your body has to be like super crazy. Like you got to go to Ico Pro or some shit. Yeah. But like, how do you stand up to to some of these guys? There's there's something there. Even Daniel Bryan got like filled out a little bit when he was champ, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure um, I'm sure Starks will go the Montez Ford route. Yeah, I, I, I think he got a Montez in a little <laughs> get, bit. Get a little beefy. Um, I think he he should definitely be in that in that lane. I think MJF. From the moment he signed to when he he's gone in in July, but his body like completely transformed, you know, like and it made you it just gave him that extra air of like okay he's already a main event guy as a pillar. Yeah. So I'm just wondering, um, even Jungle Boy to me looks pretty good and like filled out for his frame. Yeah, I mean he's a small guy compared too. to like Sammy. Sammy kind of just always looks small. Like Jungle Boy when he gets out there, he he looks maybe because he was next to Luchasaurus all the damn time. But he looked bigger once they stopped carrying him like a small child on yeah. their shoulders. Well, so, yeah. <laughs> that, that didn't help either. All right. Now, the biggest thing, we have Punk. Oh, yeah, we're doing Punk. Now, we're not now, doing the trios. Oh, well, we'll say that at least. Okay. Kind of That's last. Punk versus Moxley. Because the trios match, honestly, could have went on first. That's it could have closed with Punk and Moxley. That was a fucking banger. It was a banger. Yo, I saw some people on Twitter was like, Ah, uh, this is okay. What? What is wrong with y'all? Will Ospreay, he's a douchebag. Whatever he is, that... I'm gonna fucking go. He's one of the best wrestlers I've ever seen in my life. Call him me up immediately. It's like, it's time for the flippity-dippity. It's like, you're damn right it is. Give me a spot. Flippity-dippity shit. Boy, they cooked in that match. We'll get to it. All right, go ahead. Moxley and Punk. Moxley and Punk. So, Moxley and Punk. 
Who enters first? Punk enters. Oh, Mox comes in first, then Punk. Cool. I'm like, yo, we're going to get the Punk heel turn. No, no heel turn yet. No, we're getting it, but not yet. All right. So we get into the match. They ring the bell. Like, yo, we're going to have like a real match. I think it might have been you in the group chat who was like, yo, this is going 45 minutes. No, that, I think that was like AJ and Marcus. AJ, yeah, and I was I like, said, no. I went on Twitter and said, there's no way to tell me you're not getting a clean finish with, in, without telling me that you're getting, not getting a clean finish by putting a match at the top of the hour. That yep. was my thought. I thought there was no way they were going to finish this thing clean. Clean as a sheet, Dre. Yeah. Because there was two moves. In exchange, CM Punk goes for a kick. I've never seen him use in his life. Went for an insecurity, yeah. Never used insecurity. He's using insecurity. Really? Yes. Yeah. All right. It's kind of like when he... Tried to use Hangman's move. It's like, Punk, you ain't young no more, yeah. man. But works. I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming it's a work. Could be oh, a it's, it's a work. It's nonetheless. Here, here's why it's a work. Watch it again. He grabs the other foot. No, he grabs the plant foot. Yeah. Not the not the foot that lands the kick. Like, it's it's not a shoe. Like if anybody Which foot did he hurt originally? I don't care. See, it, it's, it's like, I just the whole point is is that. This is this is a work. People are like, oh, he's really hurt. It's like, come on, guys. You think Punk's not working Chicago? We're not going to show up in Chicago? Are you crazy? No, he's got to have Punk in Chicago. So, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Continue. He eats. What did he eat after that? He hurts his foot. And- hurts his foot. Curls up into a ball. He eats two finishers by Moxley. Moxley picks him up again. A third finisher. You're like, oh, shit. I thought he was going to kick out. Yeah. Hulk up. Nope. One. Two, three. Crowd stunned. Dude, Mox gave the middle finger during the pin, too. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's so good. Oh, he's good. Squash match versus Punk. The entrances for both men were longer than the match. Yes, they were. I am might be crazy. I think this might be the first time CM Punk has been pinned in AEW. It is. Make it make sense. I don't know. <laughs> so I can't wait for Cole yeah I can't wait for Cole to in on this as well <laughs> so Moxley squashes Punk Punk works an injury we're a week away from all that we don't have a title match now even though it seems like all signs would point right back to these two working each other but why is the question why would Punk hurt himself or why would he like fake hurt himself why would he eat the pin I don't know the answer to this. And it, this is almost, who's the third member of the NWO type stuff here? Because, like, where are we going with this? Because it's such a big question mark that if you blow it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be bad. Like, there has to be a great end game to this storyline. I don't know why this happened the way it has. Moxie steamrolled him. And the best call, in the, so JR did two very strange things in this match. <laughs> At the beginning of the match, Excalibur is talking. JR cuts him off to tell him how aggressive an elbow collar tie-up is. He, like, just completely <laughs> cuts him off and runs him over. He's like, hold on, Excalibur. This is really aggressive to show you the impact of this match. But at the end of the match, Excalibur says, what happened? And JR says, Punk got his ass whipped. That's what happened. <laughs> and I'll, I'll pop for that because I was like, that was great. But there's obviously something here. I don't know what it is because you're a week away from the pay-per-view. I don't know why you would have Moxie run over Punk. He ran him over. And if it's months out, 
or weeks out, you can say, well, Punk needs to heal. He hurt himself and he's yeah. going to come back. But you're a week away. Why are we doing this? I don't know the answer to this, but Wednesday I'm going to be watching. That's all I know. It's fair. But then now, Punk hasn't lost the entire year he's been there. No. If you run it back, tell me Punk's losing back-to-back. So now you're playing hot potato with your belt. Well, well, this is why I keep saying there's a there's the nuclear punk heel turn is coming. It's loading. It's charging up. Punk is turning heel. And I think they were able, not on purpose, but I think they were able to test it during this match because this crowd was split. No, yeah, definitely. The, the new car scent of CM Punk's return is now worn off. It is safe to turn him heel. I think that's what they've been waiting for the entire time. I don't know if this is the right scenario to do it, but you got to turn them heel. The best punk has always been a heel punk. Always. Cole? Cole. Huh. This is, well, I tell you what, next week's going to be really interesting when I have to think of not one, but two zany main, fet, main event uh, finishes to pay-per-views. But um, I, uh, there's, it's now what? It's now been like 24 hours since all that went down because there was a whole lot of confusion and I've seen so many knee-jerk reactions saying that <laughs> this is the worst booking ever. I can't believe they'd do this. A punk's, Punk was wrong to be in AEW. Just, just shut up. Like, okay, you don't do this shit unless you've at least thought it out. I'm not saying that where they're going is good or bad, but you've thought this out. I think the interesting thing to note here is is that in 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 the reports since um, this has all gone down, um, Moxley played a role in going like, let's have let's do this match here, and it was in Ohio. <coughs> so you get Moxley has home turf, home turf in yeah. Ohio, like he's from Cincy. So you get a little bit more of a crowd split there, right? So. You, if you were to do, could you imagine if they tried to do this shit and it was at the Chicago pay per view? Oh, that they shit all over it. Would have, oh, they crazy. would have booed the fuck out of it. So this was a good idea. If this is something that they were going to do, it's a way better idea to do this now on Dynamite. Now, can, can you turn him heel in Chicago? About, can you turn? Yes, you can turn him heel in Chicago. Okay. Oh, and that. Well, and and the thing is, is is Punk's. What is Punk's best attribute? Punk's best <laughs> attribute is that. He completely blurs the line between that you don't know what's shoot, you don't know what's a work, you don't know what's kayfabe. When he is heel, he's almost he's almost more over when he's heel than he is as just a traditional face. Um, and Chicago loves punk, so like, and and, and Chicago is a wrestling fan base that. Like if they if there's a heel to get behind because he's cool and he's their guy, they're gonna get behind him and they're gonna do it in a heelish way, right? It, I don't I don't know if that makes sense, but like there's just a there's theoretically a vibe that you would you want him booed. They're not going to boo. Theor- him. Well, no, no, no. Theore- you don't mm, Cole, hold on. I don't think you want him booed. I think what you want to do is leave him doing some heel shit at the end of that pay per view, and then. Like, Bret Hart was a hero in Canada and nowhere else? Yes. Like, that's what you want to do when he shows up on Dynamite to explain himself, is that's where you want the booze. I think you want to leave... Like, I know people shit on WCW booking, but once upon a time, when the Monday Night Wars were really hot, WCW would leave you on a cliffhanger and nothing would get explained till the next day, 
And people were all in on that shit. Now, 2000s, W, leave yeah, that yeah, alone. Like, 97, 98. Yeah. Before the Goldberg run and shit went haywire. But I think if you leave it with Punk doing something foul and the crowd pops or is even confused and then he shows up Wednesday and explains himself and it's like he shits on everybody, I think you got something there. I just, whatever they're doing, and now people are speculating MJF is coming back, whatever it is they're doing, it better be good. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be hard all, to make all it. I'm back. Gonna say, um, all I'm going to say is for the next weekend, check those flight records. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think, I think th- there was some some decisions in 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 the placement of this match that didn't. I think almost was like too many elements were kind of over the top. Like everyone's eyebrows went up when it was like, okay, they're coming out now in the middle of the show, yep. like with no pomp and circumstance. They're just up next. That, to me, like, immediately, that was like the, is he the third man when Hulk Hogan's coming down kind of stuff. Like, that you didn't, you didn't need that. You could have, like, if you ended the show on this cliffhanger, that would have been okay, too. I thought so. It would have been smarter to end the show. Or start the show with it. Um, Having it be in the middle when it's your primo belt, and you're unifying it on a dynamite, like, don't. Don't minimize, don't already give the idea that you're already going to minimize and be up to shenanigans in this match right off the top. What happens? I, I, I guess this is what's good about it. I don't know. No one, right? Knows. <laughs> no, no and one again, knows. there's, there are a few people who are going to excel in this kind of environment, right? CM Punk is the best when the lines are all blurred. It's all gray. We got stories about him being a menace bas- backstage. We got stories of him going off script with Hangman Page. Oh, he's a loose cannon. Can you trust CM Punk? That's what makes him so such an amazing performer. We, we don't know what's going to happen next, and there are very few wrestlers that can thrive in this kind of arena. So what they do with it, I'll come up with something stupid uh, next <laughs> week, but in the meantime, like, we're talking about it, right? Yep. I think to to write uh, the only thing I will say is to write it off as this is the dumbest booking that AEW's ever done is is short sighted and very reactionary and very knee jerk. Uh, I think you don't you don't do this without a reason. Now, if shit happens and 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 we come back to this and go, oh shit, they really didn't think this out, then I'm going to have some questions. But we're 24 hours out. And there's a big pay-per-view coming up around the corner, and it's in Chicago. There's a lot more to the story than are you saying? Let it play out. (laughs) Let it play. I'm gonna say let it play out to Chicago. (laughs) Let it play out to Chicago. I I, let's let's put it this way. I I think it's it's one thing to say let it play out, but like let's give it a time limit, right? Yeah. Like there's the 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 pay-per-views around the corner, and there's and there's not a championship match. You are on the clock exactly. You know. So the worst thing that they did. And to Cole's point as well, it's like they minimized this match because before this match happened, about 20 minutes, they go, the biggest title match in AEW history, it's not your main event. Yeah. Like, guys, this is one that says somebody needs to be in the headphones. Like, don't say that. Like, (laughs) (laughs) just just stop. Just let the match happen. But don't put that much on it and we're putting it at the top of the hour. And I mean, I don't know if, if the guy's if Excalibur, JR, and Taz, if they knew the finish, I don't know if they knew, but 
don't do that. Yeah, it's, it's a main event match. It's like you're, if it is your biggest match, treat it like it's your, your yeah. biggest match, and they didn't. No, their main event was Oof. trios tournament match that we touched on before. Osprey, his crew versus Death Triangle, and I mean, again, you you look. Ray Phoenix is incredible. Yeah, one of the best in the world, and Osprey on any given night between the ropes. Is arguably the best in the world. Right that now. he don't miss at all. His run of the last ten days was insane. The man just came from G one, <laughs> easy, and worked. Flew to Cleveland, Ohio. I, and the crazy thing about Osprey is, like, I first saw him in PWG the first time I saw him, and I was like, man, he's like crazy athletic. It was a because at the time the only person I could think of was Ricochet. I was yep. like, there's nobody that moves like this. I was like, man, he's going to have to gain some weight. And he hit the weight room. I was like, oh, my God. And then during the pandemic, he ate the weight room. Right? Yeah, he got bigger. <laughs> but then it was like his moveset adjusted. He, could still, he was still mobile as hell, but he was strong as shit, too. Yep. Then he became a heel, which worked. The only thing that's worked against him is he's a douchebag on social media. <laughs> and in real life, by all accounts. Yeah, like people don't like him, Yes, which is very much more Shawn Michaels than anything else. Very true. But in terms of like pure NBA, when you ring that bell, I don't know who's better than him right now. Right now? Ugh. I mean, storytelling and putting matches together, like Brian Daniels is incredible. He's on one hell of a oh, yeah, run he this is. year. But Osprey can just do things no one else can. I mean, look, obvious, there's the trio's brackets are goofy. Because the Trustbusters are still here, for one. Oh, yeah. They're gonna but get worked by. Oh, they they got they got no they already got eliminated. Oh, they did they? Like they they yeah they got all that build and then I believe the best friends already beat them. <laughs> did they? So we Wait, have that, best did friends. Did that happen already on TV? And I just forgot about Friday? it. Good, Friday. Good because because I don't care because because now because now Friday it's uh House it's, of Black. Uh, it's, That's right. Uh, Dark, Never mind. Yeah, it's Dark Order House of Black. Well, so there's a couple things here. This, this bracket is goofy to me because when I looked at it, I was like, this side of the bracket is like way stronger. And, and then House of Black is going to the final. Well, Dark Order with Hangman Page makes it very interesting. interesting. I don't know if they go that route. Although, no. Although Hangman, I don't believe is wrestling. He's not. He is not wrestling as a part of that trio. Are we? Sure? He said, like, because remember in that in that in that promo that oh, I remember he, he said Bucks, he yeah, the Young Bucks tried to recruit him. Yeah. He said, like, no, I'm going to stand in their corner because, you know, these were my friends and they stepped in for me when, you know, I needed them. Kind of a wishy-washy excuse to maybe have Hangman Page do something else at the pay-per-view. Or, or the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega make the finals. Eve Luno gets hurt. Hangman's got to replace him. It's interesting. I feel horribly bad for the entire House of Black then. If, they've been if on that's a the case. run as a trios team. But I, I think, and there's a benefit and there's there's hell to pay when you have talent work elsewhere. I think when they booked this tournament, I, I, I'm sure of it. There had to be concerns like, is Osprey going to make it here? Because when you work G1, everybody gets hurt. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. That schedule is absurd. And they were like, well, we got to get to this Kenny Omega match. Like, they have to see each other. Because when it happens, Omega versus Osprey one-on-one, is going to be incredible. That got to be in the Tokyo Dome. That should be the G1 match. Shit. I mean, not the, no, no, the no, Wrestle, no. Kingdom Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. 
And they should plant the seeds for stars that. in the Tokyo Dome. <laughs> Yo, they just, you just throw a meteor on the Tokyo Dome. Yo, <laughs> forget all the stars. Oh, like, every- <laughs> Meltzer will melt down if that's imagined. Because, dog, there's He's no He's going to have to come up with a, with, with a whole other rating. Uh, Thing of thing of measurement for ratings. Yeah. He's oh going to have God. to come up with a new shape. Osprey hitting I've seen Omega with the one ring angel. Dude, make the entire place. Cool. They wrestled once at PWG. I have it on my hard drive somewhere, and it was great. But you could tell, like Osprey was still young. Like this version of Osprey and this version of Kenny. Oh my God. Yeah. Anyway, this but match, next week. I mean, listen, I can't wait for Wednesday. That's what I'm saying. Like this match, this Aussie because Aussie Open is actually pretty good too. I like like the, oh they're not bad. The big dude too. Like they have yeah. some, they have some great moves. They remind me of the kids in NXT. Yeah, yeah. The Diamond Cree, Mine kids, the Cree brothers. Yeah. yeah, those two against each other be one hell of a match. By the way, the uh, but this match, there was so much going on in this match that I was just like. Because as the match continued to play out, I was like, man, I think Osprey and them are going over. I like, shit, like, Death Triangle is really good. But then, then there were portions of the match I was like, man, I'd really like to see Osprey work Pac one-on-one. Yeah. I was like, oh, man. Like, Him I and Ray Phoenix together. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God. Give them 20 minutes. Like, if you didn't like this match, I'm like, what's wrong with y'all? Like, this match, they killed it. Osprey did the, the flip out of the Hurricane Rana. Oh. Off the turnbuckle, landed, was showboating. Ray Phoenix hit him with the illest cutter that he sold <laughs> to high heaven. I was, was like, so good. Oh my God, this is so Look, good. Look, guys, this match was so good. My daughter was stopped in her tracks. <laughs> like, I posted on Twitter because I couldn't believe it. Like, my daughter, she was doing something. She stood in front of the TV. She did not move for the whole match, but she yelled through the whole match. Like, I got some of it on video, but I couldn't. Then my son was yelling too, so it just got <laughs> out of control. But my daughter was like, she couldn't stop watching what was happening because it was like the, the sheer athleticism of it all, the flips, like the flippy shit works for kids. It really does. And kids I love it because the athleticism shit. in it, but this match. Flippy like, shit works for adults. adults. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it got killed. <laughs> this guy. Dan's, um, he's a flippy guy. Yo, I would. I mean, I, I still I, give Osprey versus Ricochet like 18 stars <laughs> on my Melter scale. I love that match. I, People hated that. I, shit. Yeah. I tell you what, you can you could have like closed captioned that whole match with just someone just going wee during the whole match because it was just people were just it was spot 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 speed speed up in the air speed speed going spot again spot third guy second guy here he comes I, it was just all over the place. Love what a match! Day. What a match! Incredible! And they gonna make so it, good. and the Bucks come out at the end. Yep, and it's like Wednesday, oh, Wednesday, <laughs> perfect, Damn. perfect tease to that. I guess the only thing let's talk about real quick is WWE before we get out of here. Gargano, baby! Johnny Wrestling. Johnny. It was good to um, see him back. Yeah, the audio was fucked up on Raw. Yeah. So they like kind of muted it. I don't know why. It's kind of like they were maybe thinking to pump in volume and then didn't. And then I've seen like the in arena like social media angles and people lost their shit for it. Yeah. I think um, people had to figure out what was going on. Yeah. And then Rebel Heart hit and I love that he has Rebel Heart back. I love Rebel Heart. So once that hit, everyone lost their shit and everyone loved it. Great town to bring them back in. Wrestling town like Toronto. I I can't wait to see where he goes. Him versus Theory should be fun. 
Yeah. Like immediately gives some theory something to do while holding that briefcase. Damn, is he gonna lose again? Theory? Yeah. He's gonna lose every feud he got <laughs> until he cashes in. Or is he taking the briefcase? I'm tired of that. No. We've done that once. You do that for people who are horrible. You don't do that for people who have promise. That is true. I will that say uh, that the whole gar- the whole Gargano reveal was you can tell once again, like another example of how we are in a post Vince world. So a, it just comes out of commercial break. Right. Yeah. And I think, I think uh, uh, there was a lot of people who shared the same experience that I had of seeing this reveal in which it was like, I'm looking over at another screen. And I go like, Oh, it's Johnny Gargano. It's Johnny Gargano. Like <laughs> everyone double take because it was just out of nowhere. And next thing you know, it's the music and you see Gargano on the big screen. But here's the other part. The announce, the announcers said nothing. Yep. They just let it. Let it breathe. Out. Yeah, we got a breathe. Thank the Lord there wasn't someone in 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 the commentators here going, you gotta be oh, who's that? Oh no way, it couldn't be. Oh, it can't be. Oh my, oh my god, that's gotta be oh, Kane. Be? Oh, that's, that's, that's gotta be Kane. Like, that's Johnny Gargano. Oh my god, he hasn't been seen here. Like, no expert because he didn't need any of it. Nothing. We know who Johnny Gargano Johnny Gargano would tweet and he would trend. Yep. Because like this guy, people have been just wanting to know where he's going. Johnny Gargano has been the hottest free agent for how, how long has he been out? Nine six, months? Six to nine months. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah, I mean, the whole baby six to nine months. Yep. yep. So my gosh, like that, that return was again, like jet, like no, there wasn't a promo for it. It was just genuine shock and just kind of out of nowhere, which is when wrestling's at its best. I need and DIY back. Oh, uh, when he runs into Champa. Ooh, that's going to be good. I mean, yeah, dude, yeah. It, we've already crossed over. Dexter Loomis popping up on NXT. Yeah. The reunification <laughs> of Index, which NDR was like, thank God, because I'm dying over here with nothing to do. Yes. And that was great. And him getting arrested because he kidnapped Miz yeah. on Monday. So, like, <laughs> you just can't show up on television without repercussions. So, him getting arrested was, like, perfect. I think, like, Raw was a really good show again because I couldn't poke a lot of holes in it. Like, the wrestling was good. Look, uh, Toxic Attraction being hurt, that sucks yeah, for this man. women's tournament. Which, it, dude, EO Shirai, it, it, Corey Graves can't get it right to save his life. No, EO Sky. <laughs> so, EO and Dakota, dude, I love seeing EO. Don't get me wrong. But seeing Dakota Kai back is different. Because I really like her as a heel. And I really, I feel it's like, why did y'all ever cut her? Like, EO, I get it because of this strange reason I'm about to say. Vince doesn't get Asian wrestlers. Like, he, he just doesn't get them, right? So he's, he's like, he gets Oscar, he's like, that's enough. And if he gets two, he's like, put them together. Yes, he did with Kyrie. But it's like, so I get it to a degree why, but you look at Dakota Kai and it's like, yo, she works. Yeah. See, like, she's good. She's an even better heel. And her and EO as a tag team, it's like, there's, they're going to be the tag team champions. There's no way oh, Control's not ca- carrying those titles. No, it has that. But, that that was good. I mean, we're continuing the Rollins bit, uh, riddle stuff, which all right. Where are they doing this at Classic Castle? Where are they doing yeah, this? Classic okay. Castle. The the return of Gargano. I thought Edge and Damian Priest match was really damn good. Me too. I Him was versus like, this Finn is, is going to be really dope. Yeah, I'm like, yo, Edge and and then you do it in Toronto. Like that was good. Like there's not anything bad to really say about Raw. No, it was a good show, top to bottom. Wait, who did Owens work? Was it Gable or was that last week? 
No, that was Owens, yeah, was Owens Gable. Gable. That was this week. That was great. Hell of a match. Like Hell of a match. Kevin Owens back with the old T-shirt. <laughs> Look, man. And then, you know, he didn't talk about SmackDown. Like, the whole Z- Sami Zayn thing, he took another Claymore. His, oh, my God. But his pop was just insane. Dude, just put him and Owens together versus the it. Usos. Let's, we're here now. Yes, just do it. Owens is riding the gray area. He's riding the fence between face and heel, which is a great Kevin Owens. But yeah. you put him back with Sammy versus the Usos. Let's go. Do it to just break them up. Yes, <laughs> just in time for WrestleMania. That's it. Break them up. They got to bleed everywhere. They got to jump off multiple ladders. It's going to be in LA. We're going to be there. Like, I need this. Need it. So, nah, plenty of exciting matchups to come in WWE. We'll see how it plays out. Everyone's having go-home shows this week. God damn. Everybody. Everybody's going home to something. So we're going to have official match cards. You get a pay-per-view. <laughs> you get a pay-per-view. You, I'm sorry. Premium live experience. Sorry. Yes. So it, it's going to be fun. Can't wait to see how everything plays out. So next week, our Friday morning show will be like two hours, two and a half hours pro wrestling. Yeah. So hopefully everyone one. is ready for that. That is going to be very fun. In the meantime, follow us on social media at Corner Podcast underscore on Twitter. Corner Club for Life on Instagram. Check us out on YouTube. See all of these videos. Thank you, producer Cole Bebe, as always, coming through, holding stuff down. It is fun. Myself, the old man, Andreas Hale, everyone in the booth, thank you so much. Until next time, we are out. Peace. Bebe. Hey,